and welcome to another episode of Homegirls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning, or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and enjoy your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. How are Hi, you, Yasin? I'm all right. How are you? Oh my God, the Yorkshire lass has come out. <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. I went to Stratford yesterday. And then? And then I bought This girl never goes out. <laughs> I was in Stratford from 3.30 to 8 o'clock. Are you serious? And I'm so proud. On a Saturday? On a Saturday. And I actually enjoyed it. How? Because I was dancing. <laughs> was it in Stratford. busy? It was busy, but um, <laughs> it was busy. We went, we went to eat. We went to... So we went to um, EE. But... EE? Yeah, I had Gaston to buy earphones. I had to buy earphones, but they, they, they were so busy. Me and my friend were so tired. We just laid down on the sofa because that's what Gambian people do. <laughs> no, <I'm crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> we chilled there for like 20 minutes and then we left. Um, but yeah, it was fun. How was your week? Good man. I'm, just, I'm not feeling too well. It's got sorry, a cold guys. and I she do. can't sneeze. I can't. It's, won't come it's not coming out, but we'll get there. No, I'm actually fist because it's not even like a thing where I want to sneeze because I like sneezing. Yeah, There's times where I just make myself <laughs> sneeze on purpose. But this time, talent. Yeah, no, genuinely, it's the best thing <laughs> in the world. Oh, the way I say alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You thought it like comes from the soul, like, oh, girl. <laughs> I felt that one. But this time, it's like, it will come to the forefront. It will be like tickling my nose. And then it's like, got him. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> and it's just dark, so I'm just here. But don't worry. Maybe before Sneezy. we leave, you guys will get a sneeze. <laughs> right. Um, today, we have a guest. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. We love our guest. And it's always good to have an extra person here. So we're going to let her introduce herself. Take it away. Hi, um, my name's Pfizer. Uh, I roam around the tech and creative sphere. So uh, I work for an app um, and I basically lead the community in the app. And outside of that, I'm part of loads of other communities. I've always really, really enjoyed um, being a part of groups and communities and Homegirls is definitely one that I'm taking into 2020. You know! <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am the eldest of Three. I'm the eldest of four, so including me, um, and oh, to a single parent family. So it's just me, and my mom. Nice. Okay. And we brought you on here today, obviously, because we we met at the event and it was great. And you had some really valid points, not just valid, like great points about like you know going to therapy and coming to terms with like how things have been. But also, I think what you mentioned is that you had, or you have, sorry, you have a brother who's autistic, and the kind of the extra work that needs to be done with that and um, when it comes to supporting a, a sibling who has a disability. So we thought it'd be really good to bring you on and have you discuss that because it could it could help other people who are in a similar situation. Mm. So do you mind telling us a bit about, because obviously like with autism, there's a spectrum. Such a wide spectrum, yeah. yeah. Can you Definitely. tell us a bit more about it? Well, alhamdulillah, like he's very high functioning, but he hasn't always been like that. And actually you'll find a lot of people um, now telling the story of raising a child with autism back in the noughties and 90s, um, when it wasn't as much recognised, um, there wasn't much medical research done. 
So when your child gets diagnosed with autism from a very young age, the kind of doctor kind of looks at you like it's a lost cause, yeah. Yeah. Um, they may never speak. Like they may never be able to go to the toilet on their own. Like um, they kind of prepare you basically for the worst. But it's not the best situation because, it, especially in my mom's position, then um, not really understanding how what help she can get mm-hmm. and um, really um, getting like what what this actual diagnosis means and how it's going to affect his life. Um, going forward so it's it's been a very difficult journey especially growing up like he he was definitely in nappies um, and not speaking until about the age of nine and alhamdulillah like it's so crazy but it took about a year it was like a year transformation Mm. he was talking receptive learned how to use a toilet on his own um, and was just doing things for himself and was able to communicate what he wanted when he wanted it um, was forming a relationship with us. And that all came from him going to, accidentally going to a really good school that had an awesome department and actually took the time out to really spend the time with him to teach him these things. And if we hadn't ended up in that area and put him in that school, we don't know what his position he'd be in today. He's Mm -hmm. um, 23 at the moment. And it's mad what that year transformation and that TLC really gave him. Um, like it's it's actually really mad to think about it. So when you say accidentally, what do you mean? So um, just to give you some context, uh, my mum uh, was in a domestic violence situation with my father, and um, she actually revealed to me not too long ago um, after after homegirls had a huge conversation with her, and she was kind of we just went into like the past, and she cleared a lot of things up for me because I can remember a lot, but um, she gave me a lot of context that I didn't know. So um, I thought that. What she did was um, packed up one day when my dad was out um, with myself, who was about four or five, and um, my my sister was a baby and my brother was one year younger than me. Um, and I thought she just packed up and we went on the run. Uh, actually, what she told me was that social services said, found out, uh, social services basically said after so many times of calling the police and getting the police to kick him out whenever he's been in a really bad way, um, they said, we will take your children if you don't leave this situation. Mm. And that forced her to, to like, make that decision. And she said mm. to me that day when she told me that was the best thing to have happened to her. Yeah. Uh, to be f- forced out. Um, and that is when we were basically moving nonstop for about three, two, three years. Um, so that's how it happened accidentally. Um, okay. So just moving non-stop and then that the place that we ended up settling for a little bit um a little bit more stability was that end up being at that really good school which is still known today as a, as a primary school that's really good for kids with learning dif- difficulties yeah oh so it was a school for children with learning difficulties no no, no. and that's back then um that was actually the norm in loads of boroughs that you'd have special schools and yeah. mainstream schools so this school um new i'm fr- i've always moved around newham and that's where i'm from now um and newham is the only Bor- borough back then at least that had mixed it was mixed um so you'll have departments oh, okay and now it's rolled out amongst the rest of london that was yeah. normal to find departments within mainstream schools yeah. but okay. lots of lots of boroughs used to have them separate okay okay so it was known as the best school with a great de- learning um disabilities department oh, cool. uh, department. okay nice and do you think that's from your experience would you say that's something better to have like instead of having a school that's like closed off and it's just for kids with learning difficulties having yeah yeah for sure because then that's he's used to being in an environment where it's mixed 
Um, I think I don't know if that would have been great for him if he was separated because the world's just not the world's just not, not like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Like he, we, they could have <coughs> given him given him all those lessons that he learned there. Um, and but what you, what use would it have been if he was amongst other people with mm-hmm. learning disabilities too? Because it's such a wide spectrum. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'm actually really glad actually with some perspective that he did go to a mixed school because for a long time he had a lot of difficulties with his learning disability because he's always been surrounded by other people with learning disabilities. Yeah. And he looks at them and he's like, I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not me. I'm not um, in nappies. I'm not um, able to communicate when I can't or can do something or when I want something. Yeah. So therefore it actually put him in really struggling with his identity when it came to his learning disability because he refused to accept it because he's like, I have this one image of what autism looks like in its most extreme form and I am not that. Yeah. Um, but thankfully he's finally in a place where he's just like, we're starting to come to the realization there's so many different forms that it comes in and he's embracing it way more. Nice. That's amazing. Yeah. And and was it for you growing up like with with a sibling that I'm, I'm guessing required a lot more time mm-hmm. and attention from your mum and obviously being from a single parent home that's is already such a kind of constraint on her yeah. on how to spend time with the kids. But how, yeah. how was it for you? Do you know what? Like um, even from the home girls from home girls and generally speaking to eldest daughters. Um, people always say how their family would say, okay, you are the second mother. But naturally, it's just switched on me during age that my mum, need- I could visibly see her needing the help. That she needed you. Yeah. Yeah. So she always said to me, like, when I grew up, I was when I was um, four, five, six, seven, I was already, like, a woman by that point and um, did my best to be the least problematic child. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she would tell me stories. Like, she told me one story about when she was getting the pram uh, with my little sister off the bus and it was just me and my brother and I, I took him off the bus and she, my, my little sister was walking by that point so when she took the actual pram off my little sister just jumped off and r- ran one way then my other my brother went the other way and I was just standing there and I looked at her and she said you already knew you had to chase one and I had to go get the other yeah. and she said you've always had that in- instinct that that's what you needed to you do. You were like a team already from yeah. like the start. How do you I think, because um, a lot of what we get from our events is either a lot, a lot of people may end up like resenting a parent for putting them in that situation, but it doesn't seem like that's you and your mom's relationship. Yeah. How do you think that? Definitely not. Like she came from such a difficult situation. Yeah. Like, Honestly, when I when I think about it, and even when I hear it, and I, I, I maybe things might have been different if I didn't remember, mm. and I, I wasn't very present when things were going on. Um, I literally have memories of when he, she would lock herself in a room, and he'd be like trying to get to her. Yeah. Um, and it would be a very hostile situation, and I used to, I was witness to all of it. I've even, I rem- I have a very vivid memory of calling the police on him myself, because mm. um, she taught me from such a young age. Yeah. Um, this is how you call the police. If you ever feel really scared, do that. And the fact that, just the fact that as a parent, that's what she had to teach me. Yeah. And like, she didn't have, I could see through her raising my youngest brother now, who's, there's a 14 years difference between us. Mm. Born into a so, so much more of a st- stable situation. Yeah. And just seeing how she's enjoying raising him now. Yeah. Mm. But she said to me, she, if there wasn't too much raising when it came to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was her eldest. So, um, I can see that this, she's very sorry for a lot of things and um, 
it's hard to be resentful yeah when i can't even imagine being in that situation definitely was she quite young herself yeah she was 18 when she had me wow um so she was like literally under under the age of 20 when all of this was going on yeah and actually when you think about all the things she fought for um that going back and forth with the housing and she taught me about this she literally did a campaign for my brother and my and my sister and I to be taken on a school bus um, to school because before um, she'd have to take all of us all the time and um, she said how like tiring it was and how it was just nearly impossible to do she didn't drive or anything mm-hmm. so taking three kids of different ages anywhere is tiring for any parent and he, he, it was rightfully, he should have that service open up to him, um, as any other child with learned disabilities do. But they said no to her because they refused to take me and my sister. But we're all going to the same place, so it just yeah. didn't really make sense. <laughs> like, literally. And come on. She was so ballsy that she literally <laughs> said, I'm going to the media about this. And wow. like did a whole campaign about it. Bad B. Yeah, literally. <laughs> she said to me, she went in, she got, got into the new recorder and like was like protesting and like, and really like, proper knocking down doors about it and yeah. eventually they said yes to her Aww. but like she did that at like that baby age yeah. of like being 20 like it definitely changes your mindset having not only three kids but also a child with autism too um she she learned from such a young age that you need to you can't wait for stuff you have yeah to ask for i it. think sometimes these situations force your hand because yeah. you're like you have no choice but to do this if you just sit there they'll just take the piss. Exactly. So. And she didn't have her family around her as well because um, she said that when they, when she was told by social services that she had to leave um, so that they can keep her safe, they said, don't tell your family. Where are you going? Yeah, so for about a year and a bit, like she literally had no one around her. Wow. But us, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. mad. Sorry, I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then, um, was, was your mum born here? Like, can you tell us a bit more about? Yeah, she came here when she was about 10. So she's very, she, she grew up in the system, like she grew up in our school systems and mm. everything like that. So she's very aware. Um, she didn't really take school that much seriously. Yeah. <laughs> she actually, she was the eldest of her many siblings. Okay. So um, she led this life, basically it was friends, family, and like mm. school just had no time. She had no time for school. Yeah. So um, growing up as a teenager here, especially in the 90s, Oh, must have been. And like, and it's 80s, 90s, like in East London, skinhead East London, yeah. 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 Like, it's mad. Yeah. The story she tells me, I was like, mad. And where did she come from? Uh, so she we're Somali. Um, she comes from uh, Somalia, Somaliland. She's a lander. Burao. Gang, gang. Literally, village in the middle of nowhere. Genuinely. <laughs> My dad's from there, isn't it? So it's just like... Burao's a way of life, you know. It is. It is. Oh, God, that place. Is... Loving it. Let's You're not loving talk about it. it. She, really, you know, she really let me go there. When I, when I was a teenager with glasses on. And I was like, you really baited me out to these people that I'm not from. They didn't even need to hear me speak or look at me. Like, they look at that one. On. With her eyeglasses. They just, they, the way they bantered me. Oh my days. That place, yeah. Like we went, the last time I went was 2015. It was me and my sister. And my uncle made us go for eat. And we, so this is the first time flying back without my parents and everything. Oh my God. So we went, we were like, cool. And then like the day before Eid, and we were so gassed because we was like, oh, had guess is the capital, like mm-hmm. everyone's there. It was during the summer, it was going to be Popping. lit. Yeah, so we were like, yeah, we made, we made plans. <laughs> day before Eid, my uncle's like, pack your bags. We were like, where are we going? <laughs> so I go to Burra. I was like, damn. 
and you're going to the village, village people. Genuinely, <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, we pull up, so we're fasting on the way there. Yeah, it's hot, so the car breaks down. It's we scary was, as well, the journey, bro. It was you're going up mountains. You yeah. have to beep your horn. <laughs> it made for cars. Genuinely, no, it's you can see cars for- at the bottom of the mountain that have fallen off. Like you have to beep your horn as you're going round, so people know that you're coming round. <laughs> It no. was. It's just a mess, yeah. The car breaks down, and the, no one wants that. It was just. We get in here. Why are we hearing gunshots? Me and my sister are ducking and diving. My uncle's like, "Oh, just calm down. That's just how they celebrate Eid." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> what kind of bullets?" Are you Literally, throwing? do you understand the way people will be like? We had fireworks thrown, and I just like, "Wow!" And that's just how people are, you They're know. Just living life. <laughs> yes, they, they, you know, they take the piss. They're like, "Oh yeah, people in Bodra walk around with AK 47s like, That's like the, that's standard. That's the line. Just how we walk around with our oyster cards. Yeah, like AK 47s exactly. <laughs> And we were so bored we was there like are you serious we were so pissed oh. we had to stay for two nights <laughs> never forgiven him I was like leave me alone but yeah when I stayed in Burra we was at a point we was there and the house my mum rented because we didn't stay at my grandma's house because that entire my mum's entire family side came so oh, my nice. great grandma's house was full yeah. so then we rented our own place because my mum was like quite independent she like prefers to be a little bit separate so but that place had like four hours of electricity a day you know wow and we were i was 13 <laughs> my brother was 12 and my sister was like nine so we, we were playing plastic bags <laughs> we were coming back innit? we were making up dances we had a, we made oh up a song oh my god because there was some pomegranates we were like pomegranate 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 cheers pomegranate cheers and then my brother would start dancing literally that was it like we're in the kitchen like yeah <laughs> make up your own songs innit <laughs> keep you entertained genuinely it's <laughs> like mm-hmm. sorry I, I think this is it coming <sighs> no sneeze guys oh, oh my god it's genuinely we still have time we could That's ha- you could get torture. a sneeze it's painful like, I started crying yesterday no relief you know I'm actually like, crying I can't sneeze. why are you crying Hannah I can't sneeze it's almost like <laughs> Like when you can't go for a pee. It's tormenting you. Yeah. Like, come on, like, just come. But anyway. It's going to come. With apologies. due time. Still hearing it. <laughs> but, um, no, because I think, obviously, like, you, you speak, excuse me, you've been speaking about your mum and you can't have resentment, like, yeah. certain situations that you were in. And and I completely, I I relate to that. So for me, like, seeing my mum, I'm like, okay, do you know what? Mm. It is what it is. Like, yeah. um, I can't complain about it but my thing now is trying to relive certain parts of my childhood that I didn't get yeah have you, you make those mistakes much later don't you exactly yeah <laughs> it's exactly. very embarrassing when you do make them though <laughs> and I just be crying I don't know what I'm crying <laughs> fam so we like probably became way more stable towards the end of primary school for me and like it's when secondary school came around like I started moving mad (laughs) you were like doing everything yeah but but, do you know because of the way I grew up like it was mad for me but like it's really tame for everyone (laughs) (laughs) so like I wouldn't stay out late because I'm not getting beats for nothing yeah but I'll bunk school and make sure I'm home I'm home bang on time (laughs) you're like I'll be there You'll see me. <laughs> I bunk off school, but then I'll be home bang on time. <laughs> like every time. How, um, your younger sister, how yeah, old yeah. is she now? She's 21. How is she in terms of 
is your mom stricter on her or you know is your mom chilled my mom ain't got no choice. My sister is the person that she is. She's like that kind of person. Why is it? It's always these the younger lot. Yeah, oh, they just like they wake up God. and they're like, everyone's gonna this. get it in this house oh. if they try me. Because you know it's always the one after yeah, yeah. the oldest, and yeah. they just don't care. Yeah, she like, just doesn't care, and like. It's, it's one of those things where my mum would rather avoid an argument with my exactly. sister, with my brother, so then with me, it's like she just goes in. Yeah, like, she, just, like... she knows what buttons to push. She knows she, sometimes she don't she even got a shout. She just says certain things that like, knows what hurt my feelings. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, like, you didn't have to do me like that, girl. Literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm labelled. You know, I think I'm quite healthy in terms of I don't really get all that angry. Like, I'm, I'm, and when I, when I get into like, some kind of conflict, I'm, I'm that kind of person, I need resolution. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, let's talk about this. Let's talk. And all, yeah. I'm, I'm in a family full of people who's like, I need my time. <laughs> and they walk out of a situation and it literally you need drove me to crazy. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. It drove me crazy. I but think... they call me the emotional one. <laughs> I feel so sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, every time. I feel like before, I used to be the person that didn't want to talk. I'm like, but now, if you do me wrong, I'm calling a meeting <laughs> and we're going to... Today, today, now, now. <laughs> your mom, your dad, we will all have a meeting so we can talk. Because I feel I'm my, I won't rest until yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, if, for example, even like at work, if you get into it with someone, until you resolve it, even through email, yeah. my mind will be like playing on it. Yeah, exactly. And, and I don't like the fact that people are like, oh, we'll talk about, and my dad loves, we'll talk about, no, we will talk now. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like it. It's really stressful. And I think, like, I think we've kind of got in a, we're like in a society where people, solving problems is not a priority to no. people. They'll rather just come back. And Some then- people enjoy the conflict though. Some people really like being How? mad, you know. It's like I'm tired. I'm so I'm tired. So tired. I, don't I, I, I get guilty way too easy. Like I feel guilty. And I'm just like I need to get this done. The thing is, yeah. for me, I would rather just. Okay, this is <laughs> this is not good because um, I'll rather just cut people off. Than, <laughs> this is when we see her mad. This. And I've had a few people telling me like I've, I was even complaining to Hannah on the way here um, about how people think. I have no emotions that I, I'm, I, because to me, I'll rather be like, wash my hands of you, that you, you, you don't control my feelings anymore. Yeah. Like I'm done with you. You can go now yeah. I'm at peace. But knowing that you're there and you don't want to talk about the issue, it's just going to give me problems Stress. that I don't need. And you've done everything that you could do. Exactly. It's in your hands. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not having it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stress no more. Not having it. <laughs> so you'd rather just cut people off and then not have to deal with it? I mean, I don't cut people off like every little thing. It has to be serious. Okay. But yeah. Do you know what's annoying though? Is that especially from the sounds of it, yeah. No, I know it's a bit harder there, isn't it? <laughs> like, actually, sorry to interrupt. No worries. Speaking of that, um, I did see a tweet yesterday um, about how someone was tweeting about how she was having a conversation with someone oh, else and how they said that um there's there should be like no boundaries um don't quote me on this like yeah there should be no boundaries when it comes to family and you should just kind of take things mm. and i'm like no Mm-mm. like you should cut it yeah like any what what's your opinion on that like do you think anyone can get caught 
Do you know, I've never, do you know, actually tell it like, I was about to say, I've never really cut anyone from the family. <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't, I don't really have much of a relationship with my dad's side of the family. Yeah. And actually, um, oh, it was mad, you know. My mom said something bare wise to me, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll drop that one now. And she was just like, so my dad's side of the family, they wanted to do like a reunion thing. And I've been to the reunion before. As in with, with their side? It's a, with yeah, with their guys. side. Okay, cool. So it wasn't nothing special for us, yeah. but like um, we don't see them, we don't really visit them. I guess what they live in the other side of London, like it's just like we just just know it's just what it, it is what it is. But um, last time was just so uncomfortable and traumatic because my dad showed up out of nowhere, oh and God. he just he he to this day he still moves mad, um, and it's just a known family, it's a new, known thing in the family he moves mad too. But they just don't understand the extent of the situation because yeah. he will always pretend things are fine, mm. and. Um, he showed up, my brother was there with us. He was perplexed, like he mm. just didn't expect that. He was so overwhelmed, he had a panic attack. Oh, and like, God. my sister was so angry. Um, and I was just like, my siblings are visibly distressed. Yeah. And that's pissing me off. Yeah. And everyone else is acting, it's fine, like it's yeah. fine. So, um, they, so I just had to take them out of the room. And um, when we got invited again, I just, I was gonna, I was gonna air it. Like, I was literally gonna air it like I usually do. I usually air their stuff. And then my mom said to me, do you know what, she reached out, yeah. She might not understand the whole situation because he's not telling them. Mm. But maybe if you feel comfortable to, maybe you should just tell her what the situation is. Mm -hmm. And like, so that they, they don't know what they don't know. So, is this an aunt? Yeah, no, a cousin of okay. mine. Because <clears throat> everyone's grown up now. Yeah. Um, she goes, they don't know what they don't know. And if you if you're still feeling these feelings and, she goes, you don't have to have a relationship with them, but isn't it better you tell the people who's trying mm -hmm. yeah. and stuff? And I was just like, damn shit, man. <laughs> like, it. It's so, it's so, um, I find it, like I've, I've heard this narrative so many times that when men do women wrong, it's, they, it, they always even try, yeah. like to convince, like, oh, he's still your dad, like try. I'm thinking. Oh, my graduation, yeah. No. Mom said, invite your dad. No. <gasps> I was like, in what part of me <laughs> stressing out during uni did he have? Yeah. He was a sperm donor, my friend. <laughs> he did do nothing for me. She, it's because at the end of the day, you can, she can be as progressive as she likes, but those feelings are creeping in of like showing yeah. that you're a certain way and yeah. like looking a certain way to everyone creeps in. And it's just like, nah, man. Yeah. Nah. And I think that's like a really big thing in terms of like the... In the Somali community in particular, but I know like with other immigrant communities, it's something quite similar. Of like this whole idea of keeping face mm. and like appearing a certain way or like doing, showing people that you're still like cool and the families. And I'm just like, listen. I can't do it. I, and it's, who, who are you helping? These yeah. people that are gonna chat shit about you. Yeah, either way. <laughs> like, either way. I don't, I, I genuinely don't get it. And it's really quite sad when it's, when you know that your parents are not gonna back you because they're more concerned about what other people are gonna say and what other people are gonna do. And that's when it really like bothers me. Cause I'm like, okay, if you wanna do that, cause I told my mom like, after a while, I was like, listen, if you wanna do that, you wanna act fake and whatever, yeah. you do that. Mm. But don't come and expect me to now do the same. Like yeah. one of my aunties, I haven't spoken to her in years. Cause she's that's what, that's she, what that's annoys me. Like th when aunties report me, for not calling them. <laughs> you have the food. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I've, I'm, 
I don't I don't have manners sometimes. <laughs> like I'm like listen. They don't have manners. I tell I my know. I tell my I tell both my parents like respect yourself and don't come to me and be telling me to call this person because when have they ever checked on me? Literally. When have they ever been like, "Oh, how's Yasin doing? How's Yas?" But oh oh oh, I have to call you. I don't have minutes to yeah. call you maybe. No. I don't want to call you. No. And I think my parents have finally come to the point. I remember one time this this person called me all the way from Spain. You 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 don't you don't respect yourself that much that you're calling me from Spain <laughs> to tell me about myself. Yeah. And I cussed him. I was like, I don't care. Like, call my phone again and you'll get cussed again because I can do this all day. And then my mom's like, Oh, you didn't have to do him like that. I was like, Yeah, he deserved. It. Is he gonna call me back? No, he's not <laughs> because I told him about himself. And now my parents don't even try it. They're mm-hmm. like. Oh, um, Yasin doesn't talk to anyone. <laughs> don't give my she number. Doesn't, she doesn't even talk to us. <laughs> do they not say to you, like, do they not say who's coming to your wedding? No, like... They love to joke. They almost love saying that. You're fine, I got friends, you know. Literally. I was like, I don't even want to... I don't even want to fund them to eat no rice at my wedding so they don't have to come. The less people that come, the better for my financials. So I think they've got to that point, like, they're like, oh, this girl, like, she's... Oh, you're, you're too Europeanized. Like, yes, let yeah, me be okay. that. That's okay. exactly what I am. Yeah, if exactly. they want to call me, they, they, know my, they don't know my number, but they will never call me and chat shit. Yeah, not exactly. me. You'll get it back. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, take a leaf out of your <laughs> Let me breathe. Feels like I've touched the roll. It's okay, I'm saying it's okay. You sound like you're still dealing with that. I think I am. <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> but I guess like we're, so we're all carrying shit. And I know last time we spoke, Pfizer at the event, yeah. you were talking about how you've been going to therapy to like yeah, yeah do you've inspired that. me. I'm gonna go um, to therapy. Oh. <laughs> we're all in need. All my days, do it. Um, but can you tell us a bit more about like your kind of uh, journey to yeah. therapy? Do you know it's so embarrassing how it started. Because obviously when I said that when I was a teenager, I was moving mad and stuff. So me and my friends just, I don't know why, we just loved off bunking school <laughs> and just not going to lessons. So we looked for any reason to not go to lessons. And one one of those things you could do is by going, you seeing that in school therapist, oh, you get to miss a lesson for an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What school were you going to that you had an in-school therapist? Do you know, uh, I went to Brampton Manor. Do you know Brampton Manor? Oh Everyone my hears God, about it. Yeah. yeah, I went to it when it was failing. No. When it was failing. Yeah. But when we left, we were like the second year group to get nine, like 100% pass rate. Like, oh, oh, wow. Big so up yourself. So from year seven up? Yeah. Oh, because it's not just the sixth form, because we only ever see like so when I was, A-level results. I, yeah, when I was there, there was no sixth form. Okay. So I think it was about three years. I think the head teacher there now that changed everything, he was only there for about... He came in when I was in year nine. Oh, okay. So he made all those changes while we were there. Yeah. Which qualified for him to get that sixth form. I mean, it would have really helped, you know, because there was, <laughs> Newham don't like sixth forms being attached to schools. Like, it's, like there's one huge, huge sixth form, and then there's one that's attached to, only one that's attached to a school, but that's like a Catholic school. Um, and um, the rest of them, I, I had to go, I even went out of borough. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, it's therapy, <laughs> therapy. Uh, so that's how I originally started <laughs> to try and get out of a lesson. <laughs> you know what? Did you hate school that much? <laughs> you know? Do you know? 
it's because I couldn't rebel at home. Yeah, of course, yeah. So then school was that was place your next where I was, that, I was the person I wanted same. to be at school. Do you know what, same. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So then I, I don't understand what I hate. I love learning, you know. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I actually barely love learning. I don't know why. I'm, I'm, a league. League. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big league. I, I would never get in trouble in class. Like everyone say I contribute. So because I had such a big mouth, yeah, and always had my hand up, everyone always noticed when I wasn't in. They're like, like oh. I'm really, <laughs> battling with two identities, <laughs> living two lives. You know. Shit. <laughs> One day road man, next day good student. <laughs> don't ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> So that's how I started to therapy, and like because I was I wasn't going for a serious reason, but um, that was like the first space that I ever had in my life mm. where they were like, so let's talk about you. Okay, and how old were you at this time? I was like fourteen, fifteen, okay. like, um, and by that point, do you know what? Like in my friendship group, I was the clown, mm. um, and then in class, like I was a person that raised my hand a lot, and um, and then at home, I was who I was at home. So then I, I was always entertaining people or talking mm-hmm. to people or preaching out or like yeah. whatever it is so um I, I hadn't ever really done much inwards work mm-hmm. um and that was my first the first time someone asked me like we're gonna talk about you for a straight hour you're like that oh. first hour <laughs> literally and like i'm someone who talks a lot so that the first few therapy sessions i didn't really speak very much because i just didn't mm. really know what to say and it's so hard to shake off what your family's taught you about, like, don't talk about nothing at home. Yeah, everything like is, like, privatised yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially the way I grew up, it was kind of like, and you, you might have experienced it too, but if you say anything back home, like, they're going to tell social services yeah. and, like, things are going to happen. Yeah, like, and it's like, so you just tend to just keep yeah. it to yourself. Mm. But the longer I spoke to her, and actually I remember saying to her, so, like, none of this goes anywhere, right? Yeah. And she was like, oh, unless it's, like, concerning about your safety, then no. Yeah. So then that's when I started getting comfortable. Um, and I didn't even do it throughout all of school. I think it was, you can only do it for, like, a few months maximum. But that kind of introduced me to it and it kind of changed my life, you know? Like, yeah. <clears throat> it kind of made me, re- like, <clears throat> helped me reprioritise things and made me, it also unlocked a lot of memories I put away when I was mm-hmm. younger as well. Um, confront a lot of things about how I grew up and things with my dad and stuff like that and that's I honestly think from starting to talk about it back then the reason why I'm able to talk about it so comfortably now yeah because I've come I'm, I'm at peace with a lot of things yeah oh that's good and then how did it progress when it came yeah. to like your adulthood I think you've been doing it consecutively now for how long so it's been on, very on and off so I've been therapy three times including now um, so that was during school and then I studied abroad for six months in the States when I was in uni and being away from home and being away from my everything oh my god yeah. like do you know what like I didn't live out for uni so that was my first experience of living out for uni and yeah. everyone was in my personal space at all times yeah <laughs> and in my face and in the States you share a room with, with someone so you share actual rooms you share actual rooms and you pay way more accommodation fees than you do here and I'm like I'm paying this I to pay share that. wait for it for three months I paid nearly seven grand what student loans money not mine but you know seven grand for a room <laughs> to share for, to share a room are they clean Oh, I, I say with a Japanese girl, she was cleaner than me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she was genuinely much cleaner than me. Seven I was so ashamed of myself. <laughs> seven grand. And I was there, like, talk, telling uni, like, 
one grand for a whole term like what is Seven that is grand, mad. and they pay mad prices for the actual university fees so. as well anyway so my friends we just we, you know how we connected because we were broke like that's how i made friends when you talk about the broke life there you got a lot of friends you know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like so when I was there things were just getting so overwhelming and like I was like not only did I get this opportunity in a familiar place but I, I took myself completely out of my situation yeah and while it was an awesome opportunity I realized I probably at times wasn't in the most healthiest states of mind so mm-hmm. I like looked for therapy there and I got therapy while I was there too okay um and that went on for about a month and a bit so uh that was my second experience with therapy which led me to my therapy now which is the first therapy I'm paying for mm-hmm. so I went private for this one and I actually looked and did some research for this one mm-hmm. um, this is the first black woman that I'm going to okay um, how's that different super super different so she I don't know what it is I think it's because she because she's able to understand and relate like I, a I don't have to explain too, too much into certain things yeah b when I'm explaining really tough situations I see her face like her face is just like when she it clocks and she she feels what I'm feeling Mm. and I can see that so visibly whereas I guess with the very young white women that I've had in the past um they were very professional and like they were studying this is just part of their thing and like for her she she's so representative of the people I've grown up around and I think that Almost like how we've grown up, you look for an auntie vibe from yeah. people. I don't, I'm not looking for someone cold and like shuffling their papers and saying, do you know what, you should use this method yeah. <laughs> for your thing. I'm like, did I, did I not tell you the place I came from? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm from Newham. <laughs> they, know yoga, they know yoga, yoga studios in Newham. Give her a few years gentrification and that. Actually, no, Stratford. It's like, let's say, let's say, <laughs> Probably is one of Stratford. On the other side of Westfield. Yeah. The posh side of Westfield. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, so that's I found them through Barton, so the Black and Asian Therapy Network. Okay, um, amazing. Uh, one thing I always say to people is, do you know it's okay if it doesn't work out. If you get a vibes that you just don't, don't feel like it's gonna work, there's so many therapists you can. Yeah. It's yeah. okay to try again. You don't have to divulge, divulge into your whole life story from the beginning. It's definitely your opportunity to suss them out too, because they're not always right for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's pay a good point. It? Yeah. And do you know it was so hard for me to part with that money. At first, yeah. I was like, I pay £50 a session. And I was like, if I want to go twice a month, that's £100 towards therapy, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was just like, especially coming. It's I'm so sting- weird. How I'm weird. stingy. And why am I lying? I'm not stingy. We, I think, like, one time I was buying medication and it came to, like, 20-something pounds. I was like, oh, my God, that's a lot. And I was telling my mom, she's like, you'll spend money on food without <laughs> even thinking. <laughs> but your own, that's different. Your own health. Different. I was like, don't come for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll come for you. Don't come for me. Either. But it's like, I think now when I get to a place where I'm thinking, oh, it's too much money. But then I'm thinking, you can go and buy boots. You can go and buy a coat. Exactly. But this is your health, like yeah. your mental health, your physical health that you actually without that yeah you can't be enjoying life so and you know what revolutionized it for me when i went for those few first few sessions i was like why wouldn't she deserve that money yeah. yeah that's what ma- changed Made it for you, me yeah. like i was just like why wouldn't her service is worth that more yeah like i can't ever say you're too much like, yeah that's that's mental especially it, when you look at the person she is for me personally yeah and how has it changed you um 
it has changed me because it came at a really good time. I, I lo was looking for it when I was actually in a transformative good point in my life. So mm -hmm. I was like, this is a preventative thing. Cool, I get um, it. And I, I just want someone to chat to, to, so someone can validate me when someone's moving mad. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, I was. I wanted to change jobs. I was interviewing, and I was trying lots of new things. Yeah. So I just wanted to like go back to someone and say, "Oh, do you know, I felt really nervous about this, and I didn't really understand why I felt yeah. nervous about it." So um, it's transformed me. I think it's made me into the adult that I am now. Mm. Um, I've been going. It'll be a year on February. Okay. So um, and I, 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 it's been a very rapid year for me in terms of personal growth and. Um, I get really, I, I get, I suffer with depression and anxiety. So, and that usually really happens when I don't feel like I'm moving forward or mm -hmm. if I'm growing. Yeah. If I feel stagnant, like that's when my, that's when it happens. Yeah. Depression, knock, knock, hello. <laughs> like, it's me again. I was waiting for you at the top. <laughs> I bet you thought that you saw the last of me. <laughs> Jump back. You look dusty. Your hair's uneven. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always we love to about grow. it but I know it's, it's okay. not a last so, <laughs> sorry guys sorry this no. is how we get through yeah, life yeah. <laughs> and by that I mean I don't want to leave the house yeah, yeah. we were literally talking about that before we started recording yeah yeah it was like it's hard out here exactly so that has really helped me um we can talk about past stuff we could talk about stuff that's going on right now do you know I haven't even gone through all of the past stuff with her yet or it's just bit by bit. Do you see her weekly or? Uh, I see her every two weeks. Every two weeks, cool. Yeah. And I noticed the times where like this month, I haven't, we haven't been able to get times together because obviously it's like, Christmas, December's always a weird yeah. month, isn't it? Um, and I feel it, you know. You, I feel you it, know. that been. Yeah, it's um, something missing. Yeah, for sure. That, that just shows done. you that you need to keep going. Yeah, best thing I've ever done for myself. Yeah, yeah that's sure. so good. So yeah. it's definitely something you would recommend. Yeah, like some people, we preach, like self-care is now pop culture, isn't yeah. it? Like self-care is all these things. Hashtag self-care. Yeah. I think it was, it was you like, that said. Candles. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, that's not self-care to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you were triggering some people. Some people in the room. You were triggering some people in the room, but it's like whatever works for exactly. each individual. And honestly, I wish candles did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be much cheaper. <laughs> It will really be. It is definitely cheaper. I really tried. I'm, I'm, I think, I'm too lazy for candles. I, yeah. I'll leave it burning by accident. I'll actually leave the room. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I, I'm that. I'm that candle girl. I love coziness. Like <laughs> this girl doesn't open her curtains. <laughs> Okay. Like on the way here, her curtains accidentally opened. She was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you hiding in there, No, I have <laughs> like a, I have a blackout blinds. And then I have, I have like <laughs> MC through curtain and then another curtain. So the blackout blinds come up. That's enough light for me. And then mm. at night, like I have several lights depending on the mood I'm feeling. Oh my <laughs> And it, I'm just like I just love coziness. And when I was in uni, I used to be that girl with fairy lights. <laughs> <laughs> Decorate your room. Decorate my house. room, you know. And having baths, I love baths. I hate like baths. 
Oh my god, I love such a waste of time. Love, I fall asleep. Yeah, no, don't be drowning in no. I'll be like, Oh, yeah, I'm gonna just read. I see my book. I don't read, I I get in the bath and watch crime shows. Oh, this kind of crime. That's okay, we've all got our methods, (laughs) (laughs) but no, um, I think whatever works for each individual, and um, I think for me. Therapy is definitely on the cards because mm. I'm tired of people telling me I'm, I don't have emotions, you know? You know what? Like, it, also, it also helps you work towards things. Like, you know yeah, how everyone exactly. sets goals? Like, you've got someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. The, like, my friend that was telling me that I need therapy, she was like, you don't need that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, she's like you, I think you're already, you're already there. Just a few <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. At least we can be honest with each other. Yeah. That's very important. But before we wrap up, I just wanted to ask, like, two last questions. Mm. So firstly, how have you been able to build a relationship with your brother? Yeah. And how has that worked? And then, like, going forward, what do you hope for other young people who are, who may be in a similar situation that you're in? Like, what do you, what can be, like, your part in words to Mm. them, really? So, um, I can honestly say, like, my relationship with my brothers growing up has been very complicated. So, it's weird, because he actually... I hadn't really formed a proper relationship the moment I stopped spending so much time with him. So, when I went to secondary school on my own, um, because I'm a year ahead of him, um, I made my own friends, and I really found myself, because this time, this was my first time being in a school where my siblings weren't. Mm. So, um, that was definitely the start of like us drifting apart and I probably say um we hadn't really properly have proper had a conversation for years mm-hmm. um and up until this year if I'm honest um where I started making that active effort to like really get to know him mm-hmm. on a personal social level yeah like, I'd be there for my mum whenever we're having struggles with him in terms of like going to the council about this or like going to the doctors about that and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I've always seen it as like a task list, my brother. And at the end of the day, like he's a, he's a real person. And um, I was saying to my therapist how I hold a lot of guilt for like not really doing this any sooner. But um, it was actually a month ago that I went, I took him to the tape just to spend time with him. And I, I, I for example, my little brother, uh, my baby one, we go out every month for like, we always have a mean him day and I just realized like, damn, he really sees me do that. Um, And he's not very happy and he he doesn't really have friends at the moment and stuff like that. So um, I took it to the Kate and that just trans, that one trip transformed our entire relationship. Um, He was like, he he does a lot of arts, cartooning, sketching, and he found his passion through that. Yeah, Um, And he's so good at it and he wants to continue learning, keeps buying books. Um, and he, when he was walking around the Tate and he's never been before, he was like, I want, I want my work to be up somewhere oh like God. this. Aww, that's and so sweet. It was so cute. And then we went, we went out for a meal. Um, I, I just found myself with a patience with him that I never had before. Mm. If it was in a family situation, he like, he's in a restaurant. He's the kind of per- person who puts his headphones in because it's sensory overload. Yeah. Um, and he eats the way he wants to eat. My mom's <laughs> hella uncomfortable with the way he eats. She's like, stop, please. <laughs> and he's just like, leave me alone. <laughs> like, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. And like, I used to get really frustrated about it too, but this was the first time where it was just me and him eating dinner and with the way it was taking our order. And when it was his turn to say his order, like, of course he's going to take longer than I would probably say my yeah. order. So the guy literally looked at me to finish what he was saying. And then I literally looked at him back and I was like, Mustafa, go on. 
yeah. like continue Take what you're saying. Time, yeah. Like it's mad. It's just mad how dismissive people can be. Of course. Um, and then I took him to recently. I took him to a community event that I go to um, a monthly community event. Um, I just never thought to take him, but yeah. I took him and he came alive. Oh like he was just buzzing all over the place. I barely saw him. <laughs> he was buzzing all over the place. He was just like, that's my sister. And like, oh. there's a section at the end where you can get up and open mic and announce something that you're doing. So he got up and he was just like, there's my sister. I love her so oh much. And I was oh. going to cry. <laughs> that and is so sweet. I was literally going to cry. And oh. he was just like, my name's Mustafa and I draw, I go to college, I do this, I do that. I wanted, at one point, I wanted to work in retail, but now I want to be a cartoonist. Oh. <laughs> like, and I hope he gets there. Yeah, yeah, inshallah, I really do. Yeah. He um, he's working really hard on it. But, um, and now I'm so excited about 2024 our relationship. Yeah. So, so excited. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And, and what I'd advise, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, go I, on, go on. What I'd advise um, for people who are in a similar situation with any kind of disability, because it's all, we're all fighting the same systems, man. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, one thing I definitely say is that also do your own research when it comes to benefits, when it comes to how the government the support systems, because trust me, they try to hide it from you. Um, they really don't want to give this money away, I'm not going to lie to you. And yeah. the, the amount of people that are not aware, like your family, especially with the immigrant families, they just don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mum, that's how my mum got over the feeling of asking for help. Like with my brother, like she just had to. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, Some a lot of families struggle with that. So the best thing you can do for your sibling is be there when you can be. Um, and guilt is a waste of time, you know, that's what I've come to realize. Yeah. All, all those years that I missed out with him is because of that guilt that I felt. And the moment I said, okay, put that to bed, you I'm actually spending time with him doing things. Yeah. Um, Amazing. They're people, they're people too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with real interests and yeah. stuff. And you can, people think you can't hold conversations with people with autism and it's just not true. Yeah. Like, so many misconceptions about it. Amazing. Thank you. And I um, also wanted to say a quick thank you for connecting us with um, Don't Sleep in, on Don't us. Sleep on Us. Yeah. And me and Hannah will be speaking I'm at their so event excited. in um, in February. So thank yeah, you. we're really excited. So thank you for that. And um, thank you for coming oh, and sharing. From the East. <laughs> oh, I know. No the one far, I went to the Far East. <laughs> I'm coming from the Far East. Far East. <laughs> she tried. I, tweet, I tweeted today saying, do you know what? This week had me all over London. I'm going to hibernate next week in East. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. You really tried for us. Thank you. We no, appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on So this where can people... going to be big and better. <laughs> where can they find you online um, and stuff? So I am on Instagram and Twitter. So um, you'll find me at Faisa, F-A-I-S-A, Mohammed. You know how to spell that. Um, with <laughs> Which one spelling? M. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. Um, underscore. Okay. Wicked. Cool. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, so you much. guys for tuning in. And I hope you did not listen to this podcast while doing those activities. <laughs> I will find you guys. <laughs> She's uh, got a lot of anger before she starts therapy. She'll come Don't forget, we got emails. <laughs> so I mean, if you need to get in contact, email us. Um, homegirls at unite at gmail.com and Twitter, Twitter homegirls unite um, Instagram homegirls unite and also guys <laughs> I am Yasin here I run the social media so if you have a problem don't go to Hannah come to me yeah if you if you have anything offends you it's not Hannah it's me come and find me <laughs>
I feel like Hannah should sign things off as Hannah. Yeah, yeah. yeah just in brackets. Like, oh, this is me. It was me. Hannah was here. Because I struggle with social media. I struggle with responding to messages. That's I've been working on it. <laughs> You've I been have, trying. I've this been week trying. she was doing very well. Guys, it's hard. So, But you try. Yasin does all of that good shit. Yeah, Yasin's so the, come the at me. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Thank and you. Thank you. See you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye.